Hey, before I get started with the show, I want to give a shout out to the new Patreon peeps. You guys are awesome and keep it coming. I'm so grateful for you guys. I'm doing it now because when I started the show, I didn't have this in front of me because I'm no longer recording on my computer, which is so awesome. And it's all thanks to Patreon. And I was able to take a loan to be able to get this awesome equipment. Uh, Some of it's paid off, some of it isn't. So please continue to support the show on Patreon. Or please, if you have not supported the show on Patreon, please go there and do so. I am um, forever indebted to anyone who is supporting the show. And there's awesome stuff on there for you guys as well, as you know, because you've heard me talk about it. But I just wanted to say thank you before I start to Paloma B, Nikki L, and another Nikki whose um, last initial... I don't have, but thank you guys for being a new Patreon people. Remember to use the community board to talk to each other as um, you would on a forum and uh, share quips and tips and grocery lists and all this other information that isn't necessary, but somehow will help you in one way or another. So go on Patreon and do that. Um, And it's patreon.com slash mentally chill. And I also wanted to read one quick review that I really like and I'm shouting it out because of two reasons. One, because our listener Jamie, who is awesome and always uh, sharing cool things on the Patreon account. Jamie, thank you so much for doing so. But I also wanted to share it because you mentioned Kyle, who did such a great job on every single episode he was on. And just for the record, I don't know if you guys know this, Kyle had never done any podcasting before whatsoever. So I feel like he deserves a shout out for being such a rock star. So Jamie, thank you for writing this review. And the review says, five stars. Love the podcast. Informative and funny. Love Kyle. Thanks so much for being open and honest. Well, thanks, Jamie. Uh, I don't really know how else to behave, so you're welcome, but I don't know how to be any different. But anyway, you guys are going to love the episode coming up. It's with my friend Jerry, who's a super funny comedian, and he's got a lot of great stories and a big open heart. So enjoy. Hey, welcome to Mentally Chill. It's me, your mother, which the guy I'm with, the guy, the man, the <laughs> comedian, I'm so uncomfortable Dude all the time. <laughs> Jerry Rocha, who's a com- really funny comedian. Thank you. Who's Hi. on the show. Hey. You. Hello. You don't know why I say that, why I, I just said, hey, children. I, no, I like it. It's because chill, so the, sh- the show's mentally ch- chill, uh, I-L-L in parentheses, yeah. and was trying to think of a name for people who listen, and so Jeez. my friend came up, my friend Kyle came up with children it's perfect children yeah yeah it's perfect so i'm trying to use it enough for it to catch on or something so i like it that's why i said that what up children yeah yeah it's good also i'll probably never have any really so this is my way i mean i want them it's just like dude i can't wait you want to have kids absolutely well i could tell by your collection of (laughs) of toys that you might want to have kids. I'm ready. I'm ready to give the passes on to someone else. And I shouldn't have said toys. I should have said action figures. No, toys are fine. They're toys. Come yeah. on. You have a massive <laughs> yeah. collection of action figures, which to me screams depression, which to me <laughs> screams you're perfect for the show. We could talk about this. Oh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you to do all the heavy lifting right now. I want you to show you okay. something real quick. Okay, so sure, sure. Keep your eyes okay, so focused Jerry... on the robots on the seconds on the bottom there. Okay. Okay, so Jerry is going to his cabinet, which by the way, your apartment is insanely small, and to have this much space in it dedicated to action figures is amazing. Wow. So the cabinet lights up, and it looks like a spaceship thing. That's pretty cool. Thank you. And again, screams depression. <laughs> it, it does. My ex-girlfriend actually made that for me. Wow. I was very surprised that she did that. 
Well, very then, happy. Then I surprised. feel bad that you guys aren't together anymore. No, that's it's pretty, fine. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> it is pretty. That was like one of the. She was pretty cool. That's just, pretty cool. Yeah, she was very cool. Just didn't work out because she had issues of her own that she never would. Speaking of depression, could, yeah, could work on, and so it kind of just killed it. You know, yeah, but yeah. it's one of those things where we still are very. You know, we get along. You know, yeah. Like, well, cool. I mean, you have to get along with her because she, she built, you got to keep her in your circle. Me. Yeah, to, to anyone, to any nerds who are listening to this podcast, uh, she built me the planet Cybertron, yeah. which is the home planet of the Transformers. Yes. So there you go. Yes. Um, before and, I go, <laughs> sorry, before I go any further, normally I say thanks to new Patreon people who oh, donate yeah. on Patreon. Have you ever heard of Patreon? I fuck yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, You're we, like, I fuck it all the time. Yeah. I fuck Patreon every day. <laughs> all I do. I just I call him Pat. Yeah, I call him Pat. I fuck the <laughs> shit out of Pat. Um, well, Usually I say thank you to new Patreon people, yeah. but I don't have them in front of me. So for everyone listening, thank you to um, the new donations or the people who are now sponsoring the show. I'm going to yeah. throw your name in at the end of the show. So listen That's for good. it. I'm going to do it just That's once nice. I get home and Shit I have the yeah. computer. Because right now I have a much different setup than I'm used to. Right. So normally I have my computer and two mics that right. are like table mics. Yeah. And I'm reading off of my computer and I have the... I have the of database course. of names in front of me, yeah. but now because I have this amazing, <laughs> this is amazing setup. This setup is incredible. Shout out to my intern for getting this Dude. all set up for me. I I I set it up properly the first time. <laughs> Your cat is in the bag that came. There he is. That's I knew my, that would happen. It's amazing. Marmar. Um. But it's <laughs> this setup is really cool. But I forgot to bring my computer, which has all uh, that information on it. I have a feeling that you were going to kick me out. Get rid of all my shit and make this your studio. This would be kind of feels perfect no, for that, right? It's a perfect podcast studio. Yeah. Okay, so whatever your rent is, yeah, you guys need to donate that to my Patreon <laughs> so, so I can, can buy you out. out, right? Deal and have the space because it's literally perfect. It soaks up the sound. Yeah, it's, do you want Jack and Marley? I do. I want the okay. cats. They're soaking up the sound because they they're do. all fuzzy. They, their fuzziness just buffers mm-hmm. everything. They're totally, amazing. totally. Um, but okay, so. You're on the show for a couple of reasons. All right. One, because you're super funny. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're welcome. Two, because we've done podcasts before together. Yeah, we're vets. And I and you're like, there's certain people where you feel like you don't know if they're gonna take up space with words. <laughs> you, I know for sure, will take up space Thank with you. words. So if I'm feeling like I'm out of words, I gotcha. yeah. I think you and I are like the islands in the stream, Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton of podcasting. I just feel that way. It's just, okay, it's I don't that. know what that means. Islands in the stream. I don't know that That is what we are. No. What? You never heard that song? No. Kenny Rogers and Dolly fucking Parton? This is embarrassing that I haven't heard it. Let me try to think. What or else? maybe it's embarrassing for you that you've it's heard it. It's way more embarrassing for me that I've heard it and remember the music <laughs> right, video. Right. And now I want us to next Halloween go in a tandem. <laughs> yeah. But I don't I'm trying to Yeah, but anyway, I think we work. We're like the Sunny and Share. Okay. Of bright, yeah, of that podcasting. makes we are. Except Sonny is dead. He's dead, and and Cher, Cher still looks good. So she does good look for okay, you. but you know, I've never been a huge Cher, Cher fan. Oh, okay. Like the voice is just like it seems like the way someone would sing if they had a bad voice and wanted to sound like they had a good voice. It's the same with Shakira. She'll yeah. be like, yeah, that's a good point. I'm gonna podcast like that to like make up for being a bad <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> Welcome to my podcast. Um, okay, so the third reason I was gonna get to is you're also on the podcast because I feel like you're one of those gems 
Oh, that you're super funny. Thank you. My goodness. Your stand-up is incredibly funny. That's very kind. Thank you. But I don't, and I'm not trying to make you feel bad. That's okay. But you're not as popular as I feel like you should be. Oh, thank you. That's Or that's you don't nice. have as much of a, you know, yeah. like you should be. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. I mean, I'm like, yeah, making no, you no. feel bad and good at the same time. No, I actually appreciate it. I think that's, I think it's nice to, because, you know, speaking of depression, it's easy to sit there and go, why the fuck? Is, but to hear someone go, no, I think, uh, yeah, you deserve it. It's well, like, oh, okay, good. That makes you feel better. I appreciate that. While I was in the car on the way over here, I was thinking I wanted to change my Twitter bio yeah. to just I love underdogs. <laughs> and I do. My That's entire life, yeah. I've been, I've never connected with the people who are on top. Yeah. It's too easy. It's too obvious. Right. And I feel like you're an, un- but, I, but I don't like underdogs that are bad or <laughs> shitty right. or not yeah, talented sure. or whatever. Well, thank you. But people who have the thing yeah. that not everyone else is aware of yet. Well, like, I, I got to be honest. I think that, like, I'm happy that it's that, like, just now, like, two months ago, my special hit Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, That's awesome. I by the way, that. congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank, but yeah. I like that it took me this long. How long you have you I mean? been doing stand up? Oh, since I was uh, 17. So I'm 40. So yeah. 23 a, years. That's a yeah. While. Yeah. And it just, it, but it was this slow burn that I, and I, because here's the thing if, if it had hit for me when I was 25, I'd probably be dead right now. What's the name of your special? Uh, the Gentleman Jerry Rocha. If you that's, a chance. It's yeah. almost like peaking in high school if it came on earlier. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. like, well, I don't know. Like I now, I've, you know, it's, I already have another hour ready to go. I, you know, like, yeah. I think it's almost, it's just for some reason for, cause I think stand up is just to really connect. You have to, with an audience, I think you have to have lived through a ton of shit. And I think it's better. I think most comedians, that's why I think most comedians don't really get me- There's a few exceptions, but most of them don't really get mega famous until later in life. Yeah. And it feels better that way. Yeah. Well, I retweeted, um, a girl today who I follow on, um, on Twitter through our, uh, our, podcast twitter yeah. page and she said i can't wait to see the like it was something like i can't wait to see the growth i'll experience from going through all this pain right so it's kind of the same thing absolutely 100 percent. yeah it makes things more colorful and makes right. things more worth it even yeah, though I even though so. the work sucks in the moment <laughs> right, right. but also it wouldn't suck for you because you are funny and well, like you're doing you. a good you know oh, no, you're doing good and all that kind of stuff <laughs> it yeah. sucks thank you no, it <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's terrible <laughs> it's no but it is fun it's fun thank yeah. you yeah it is fun so you you said you have had depression sure i mean i don't know if i i've never been like clinically, clinically. diagnosed or anything like that but i mean i go see a therapist you do every week and it's been for the past god seven months and it's been i know i can see the change it's been amazing. Oh, yes. We talked about this on my other podcast yeah. where you were saying girl, not you weren't trying to I think label girls, but right. because I was complaining about therapy or something right. and you were saying you had seen results. Yeah. And you were on the show with my friend Molly and I yes. think we were both saying we hadn't seen results and right. you were just like girls like to drag out therapy or like right. drag out pain right. and drag yeah. out the... The from what I've sadness of it, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm not no, saying not it's a all, blanket, yeah. But yeah. I mean, for me, for sure, for Molly, I'm sure, right. But guys, I think that's a difference. When I used to be with my boyfriend, my ex boyfriend, when we mm-hmm. were together, he would always want to solve a problem, yeah. Where I was, I would just want to talk about it, and it would right. actually become a moment of, uh, of basically tension, sure. and we, it would turn into a fight. Because he'd say, well, don't you want to solve it? You don't want to keep dealing with this. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I just want to talk. Right. So I think it's the same thing. That's how, when it, when I, I was, uh, I mean, I guess we could, we could talk. That's the whole point of this, right? Yeah. So I could talk <laughs> no, about No, we shouldn't it, talk. Like, uh, so I had a night. It was, uh, I was, you know, with my, you know, it was about, man, 
I guess late December of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just, you know, I mean, I woke up from a nap and I couldn't move. And I was like, why am I not like, why can't I'm not hurting? Yeah. You know, like, why can't I move? And then I just this, you know, you get this voice in your head, or at least I did, where it just it was just repeating to myself, everyone who's ever met you would probably be way better off if you just killed yourself. Oh, right God. Now. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. And I was just like, oh, shit. And I just realized, like, I'm paying attention to this. Like, that's where, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to hear this shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then luckily my two idiots, my cats, they they were like, they just sprung, like DEFCON 5. Like, oh, shit. They jumped in and were like, hey, we love you, buddy. They, they could started, sense it. Yeah. yeah. And then so I was like, well, I don't want to, I would never hurt these two. I would never leave them. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want them eating my dead body, you know, in two weeks. You totally. know what I mean? Like, yeah. fuck that. Right. So I just kind of pulled myself out of it a little bit and actually did a show that night and uh it was amazing the show went well i don't remember any of it and then i did something i've never done i do a bit about this but i went to a strip club i hadn't gone to a strip club since i was like 22 and i went to a strip club and i found a stripper obviously you know and i uh, i bought a vip dance oh my god and she just got you know completely naked sort of grinding on me in this back room she's like hey for an extra like i found my will to live again right. <laughs> well she was like for an extra 100 bucks i'll suck your dick and i'm like oh my god no I was like, and then i just started crying this is 100% real and I told her, I'm like, you want to just... Is, That's amazing. I was like, you want to just... I do a whole bit about it. I'm like, can you just put your clothes back on? <laughs> and you want to just... Can you just hold me and tell me that you like me and that I'm not some unlovable pile of shit, you know? Yeah. And She's like, like, that's going to cost you like right, 100. Right. Jeez, that's a thousand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it was... I do a whole bit about her like just looking at me like, you want to just pee on me? That's way easier, <laughs> you know? But like it was, you know, I mean... She didn't really, it was kind of an awkward thing. And then she actually, um, we actually kept in touch. Wow. It was weird. And we kind of, yeah, I don't want to, you know, but it was, we've, uh, we were still, we're still friends and we hooked up a couple of times. Wow. It was interesting. And it would like, I don't know. I, but it was just, it was a re, I was in a rough spot. And yeah. I'm like, man, I don't ever want to feel this fucking way again. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't want to ever feel like this. So I just found a therapist and she's amazing. And I've been, I literally went to therapy like a week after that night. And, and your therapist is like, for $100, I'll give you a blowjob. Yeah, she's like your dick. And she does every night. It's great. Every day I go to her, she just blows me. It's fucking, I pee on her. She loves it. Yeah, it's great. Like, um, you know, it's, and, yeah, it's been, it's been great. Like, it's, and it just, you re- and I started, so I realized all the mistakes. I really, like, because it's not, like, I always have to be the hero in every relationship. I always kind of gravitate towards women who, like, I think are, like, damaged, and I'm like, I'll fix it, you know? And I asked my therapist, I'm like, why do I keep going to, why do I keep dating women that I know are just going to hurt me? You know, and we talked and she, dude, day one, she was like, well, look, she asked me, how was life growing up? I said, it's really just my mom and I, and uh, her boyfriend when I was a kid became like my father, right? And so he's, but he passed away, but he was my dad. And she's like, what about your biological father? I was like, I've never met him. Oh, you haven't? No, no. And she, and she was like, well. How did that make you feel as a kid? Yeah. And I said, I hated it. Like, I thought it was my fault. You know what I mean? Like, I would see kids. With... You know it was, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Just want to yeah. make sure. Who would want to claim this? You know? <laughs> Not I w- me. I would go fucking, I would get in a, I would go hitchhike and <laughs> yeah. get the fuck out of town, too. <laughs> totally. But I thought it was that. So she said, she goes, you know, um, she kind of just, in day one, she goes, your problem is um, you blame yourself for everything. And because of that, you don't think you deserve anything good in your life. So that's why you go to people that you know are going to hurt you and i'm like whoa shit and it's been amazing now like it we just so what what made it work her just telling you that and you having a realization or did you put like things into practice 
No, it was just having that realization. And then, uh, and it was interesting because at the time I was, uh, and I talked to you about this, I was seeing someone, not seeing someone, but I had a, a massive crush on someone who I'd known for about 10 years. Yeah. Who were, we were really close friends. And that just imploded actually not that long after I saw you last. Um, she got mad at me because I liked her. And even though she was calling me and like, we would spend eight hours together, like mm-hmm. four days a week. And I'm like, we're boyfriend, girlfriend, except we're not fucking. Like, mm-hmm. what is, what, you know, I'm so basically always, you're married. Right. I'm right. It was like, I'm always in your, you know, and I don't mind. I love being around you. But, and then it just, she got angry that I told a mutual friend that I liked her. And I was like, what the fuck? How do you not know? Like, you know what I mean? Like, are you fucking stupid? Yeah. And then so, uh, so because of my therapist, like, I thought that was going to really derail you. But I just because of going to therapy, I was like, well, that's her fucking problem. Like, I look back and I'm like, dude, I, you know, I know that I'm a great boyfriend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, ah, well, and you just kind of learn that. Like, wait, you know? And so now it's like, I feel really good that I'm not with anyone I want to be. But I think that I think when the next person I date, I think it's like, I'm, it's going to be magic. Cause I, I know it sounds cheesy, but it's like, because I know, like, I know what I want now, you know? And it's like, I, I, you know, I know what to avoid. Yeah. And I've seen those traps. Like, I've seen myself kind of starting to go oh and then like realize oh wait no no, this would be a nightmare was it was it after you and your girlfriend broke up that you kind of fell into this depression and looked for the therapist or was it a long time after you guys broke up no like it took a long time for that to kind of sink in and and make you sad or Um, how do I put it no it was immediately it was about a month after but I had felt this way one time before. Well, okay, twice before in my life. This will go all in. Fuck. Um, <laughs> I, mom, turn this off. No one if listens my, anyway. Okay. If my mother happens to be, if my mom's a fan, I'm sure she would be. <laughs> mom, please do not listen to this. But when I was about five, uh, I heard my mom crying. Mm. And I went, which is like worse than hearing your parents have sex. I, I yeah, thank yeah, God I, I would, never heard that. Well, yeah, you, you know, would just, yeah, sorry, she, you would never hear that. Yeah. I mean, like your mom and your boyfriend having sex. Yes, yeah, yeah that, it was. That, I don't know how that I didn't. They must have never fucked or like just did it at his place while my aunt was watching me. I don't remember. <laughs> but like, but uh, she uh, she was crying and I walked in and she just was looking at bills. And I was I remember thinking, Ugh. oh, this is my fault. Buffalo Bills. Buff- I cry when I look at Buffalo yep, Bills. Dick tucked in like, like on Science of the Lambs. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's just dancing for her. And, uh, no, I mean the football team. Oh, the Buffalo. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, we're from Dallas. So oh, okay. that's yeah, yeah. We had a good brunch. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't want to turn this into <laughs> talking shit on sports. But so she um, she was crying over money. And I was like, oh. And I thought, well, this is my fault. And so I, I remember I went to my bedroom and I saw it on like an episode of Murdy She Wrote or something like that. And I just, I lied down in my bed and I took my pillow and I just pressed it over my own face, like thinking, well, this will help. This will When make, you were five? I swear, I'm not making any of this. I was like, well, this will make my mom happy. Shit. And so I was like, I'll just do this. So I'll be the, gets rid of the problem. My mom, and my mom is good. And my mom would be mortified if she ever knew that. Yeah. You know? Cause she was amazing. She still is, you know, but like I just did that. And then I literally started losing breath and I got fucking terrified. And I remember like started crying and I threw the pillow and it's weird. But to this day, I can't sleep unless like there's something kind of covering my face, like a pillow or yeah, like or a, a cat, a cat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they cover your face. They a lot. do. They're, the They're so good at that. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's kind of weird. See, I would think it would be opposite that you couldn't sleep with something covering your face because of the trauma. Right. That, you know that. No, it felt I, I kind of I kind of hate to admit that there was some weird comfort in that. And it kind of it's weird. But like um, and then so. And then that was the end of that, and I was fine until I was. Uh, I talk about it in my in my in my Netflix special, but I was with the worst girlfriend I've ever been with. It was about ten years ago, and she was just emotionally abusive and a nightmare, mm-hmm. and just 
And she had me convinced. She, like every day, she'd be like, "You're ugly. You <gasps> suck. You're unfuckable. You're unlovable." You, she was gorgeous, and I was dumb enough to be like, "Well, I better take her word for it because I'll never meet a pretty girl I, again." Why do people? What is in someone's brain that makes someone want to put that on somebody else? Dude, right? And I don't <laughs> understand the satis- satisfaction. I can see the satisfaction of like you don't like someone, and they, you know, like get in a minor car accident you're right. like yeah you kind of deserved it <laughs> right but right. someone that you're with and you're supposed to be on the same team crazy i don't get it and it's like you're ugly you're every day and i'm like i already know this like you know why you gotta fucking remind you know what yeah, i mean it's like yeah. do you go tell a homeless guy he's homeless every morning <laughs> right. like, like they, we, we're know. aware <laughs> like i know how how i look i'm fine you know yeah. i'm happy with yeah. it but you're like guess, at least i get fresh air when i'm right. homeless yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> i would have rather been and i was like well i guess you know every day every day and it was just this endless cycle yeah of, and i just was like well, i'm just i'm gonna do it then i'm, I'm gonna because she just had me convinced she broke me she had me convinced that i was unlovable that i was ugly and i was like well okay i mean i i can't be with anybody but her is what i thought yeah and i was like but i don't want to be with her so fuck it and i had a plan i was gonna there was a dude who lived in our apartment building who sold guns and i was just gonna go buy one from him and I was going to call my mom and say, hey, I got a gig in Vegas. I love you. And I was going to just drive out into the fucking Antelope Valley or something and just go walk for a little bit. And boom, wow. like I was all set. You know, it's kind of weird when you're like, I got a gun and it was going to Vegas. Yeah. Oh, like, I know. How terrible sh- is that, right? Bad time to not say wanna... that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Was, uh, and then so I um, I called my friend, my best friend, uh, my brother, Mike DiStefano. Uh, comedian. I was going to bring him up. And I told him that I was And gonna, I am still going to bring him up yeah, after I, you brought him up. I told him I was going to do that. And I talk about this in, in the special. Thank you, Marley. <laughs> Keep fucking with it. And yeah, there's there's nothing Marley. in there. Marmar, there's no treasure, Bubby. I'm sorry. There's no something. Don't. Maybe there is a treasure. Maybe We're just not is. aware. We don't know. He knows. He's like, nah, there's some shit in here. I got it. <laughs> and then so she, uh, uh, so I told him, I said, Mikey, here's my plan. She broke me and, and, and I'm done. And I, I tell this in my special, but he just listened to me. And he goes, yeah, bro. He goes, I mean, you could totally do that. You know, you could go kill yourself. He goes, or maybe just fucking dump her. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever think of that? And I was like, and it was just like, oh, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's probably a better yeah. move. And yeah, so that was, he was, and of course, it was funny, but um, we want to talk about Mike. Uh, I might cry. Sorry. It's okay. Um, uh, Before you cry, though, I'm just going to move it just so the noise. I don't care that he's touching it. It's just the noise. Marmar, you little piece of shit, Marley. That's not for you to play with. I'm so sorry. Oh, Bubby. I'm sorry, buddy. You're going to be okay. Marley. Okay. Look at him. He's all like, what happened? So, Marley, the, one of your cats, was oh playing God. with this crunchy bag that I brought over. And look at this dickhead. He's just, oh, it's up there. Oh, I don't go up there. Marley, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Oye, cabrón. Ya para el pedo, wey. All right. So, um, <laughs> he's from Mexico. Okay. So that's we, what I. We get each other. Uh, but he looks Mexican. <laughs> he was found on the streets of Tijuana. Was he really? As a little, as a little tiny kitten. Yeah. Who? How did you end up with him? Uh, my ex girlfriend. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then so, uh, but like so, um, Mike, uh, is this oof, this is gonna be rough? But do you want to? If you want, no, say, you ahead. can no. Go for it. Um, to those who don't know, I'm, Mike Mike DiStefano, Google him. Uh, Google the Moth for Annie's Last Ride. It's the most amazing thing you'll ever see. And he was a comedian, a, amazing comedian. And we were, I met him my like my first month in New York, and the night we met, 
after that, we were literally inseparable, just best friends. Every night we hung out. Every it was just it was like he was like the brother I never had. Well, I was talking about him the other day because so my my intern who helped me set up yeah. the setup, he was in town and we went. We had to go to Guitar Center, but before we oh, went, yeah. we we went to you're like oh yeah guitar center no well it goes further so <laughs> right next to guitar center on sunset is the mm-hmm. restaurant toy the thai Mikey restaurant favorite. so exactly so when mike was out here a while ago we went to toy yep, and so we were going to grab lunch before we went to guitar center and i said let's go to toy and i said this comic mike Stefano. i told my intern all about oh, him nice. and said he what a great guy he was and i mentioned you and that you were friends with him yeah. oh my god Marley, is he um, chewing on your hair now? He's, he's petting my hair, but it feels good actually. Yeah, okay. It's like I haven't been touched in so long. Oh, um, but Marley, uh, Casanova, you um, obviously knew Mike way better than I did. Yeah. But I, I feel like I saw him the way you saw him. Sure, and I think most people would because he was so awesome. But Mike, yeah. for listeners, Mike DiStefano was an amazing comedian yeah. who passed away yeah. about five years ago now. Yeah. And um, the first night I ever saw him wasn't the first night I really, really met him. But the first night I saw him, he was at the Comedy Cellar and I just went to hang out. I am not anyone performing at the Comedy Center, but I was like, hey, I'm a comic. And they let me in and whatever. And I was sitting with David Tell. Oh, wow. And Mike was on. Mike came on stage (laughs) and I love New York. I try to soak in New York. And Mike epitomized New York from the Bronx. You don't get any more in New York than him. And so I had no idea who he was, but he got on stage and he was like, (laughs) I was just on Conan. You got anyone here recognize me? And not one person (laughs) recognized me. He's like, what the fuck you got to do to be recognized? You know, like I've been on national TV and not one of you people knows who I am. He's like, you know, so I just remember he was just so irritated at that idea. Oh yeah, And (laughs) I was like, this guy's awesome. And then after his, after the set, I was standing outside and he... Somehow we talked, and then years, a couple of years later, he was in L.A. with you, yep. and he actually remembered me. Yeah, I remember the scene you that. Yeah. yeah, and I, I didn't, I had no idea that he would have remembered me from that quick interaction sure. we had. But then I, you know, anyway, then I was at that point, you know, very lucky to get to know him better. He was the best. Yeah. I, but anyway, continue. Oh no, we just we were you know inseparable for the whole time I was in New York, and um, and uh, I was. I was working in Atlanta at the punchline um, when he when we lost him, and I'll never forget. It was the the. It's funny, but the last words he ever told me were the first things that my therapist pegged about me. Literally, the last conversation I ever had with him, I just said, "Hey, Mike, you know, I had a really good set tonight, and I taped it." As so I did, I was featuring, so I did like maybe twenty five minutes. And I was like, dude, I think it's really good. And it actually turned into my hour that that is now on, on Netflix. Oh, wow. And and uh, and he goes, well, here, you know, he goes, Jerry, give it to me, and I'll see if I could give it to so and so at Comedy Central. And I was like, oh, thanks, Mike. And he goes, Jerry, do me a favor, go fuck your mother. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And he goes, I'm not helping you because um, because you're a charity case. He goes, don't ever thank me. He goes, I'm helping you because I think you're the funniest guy I've ever met. And he goes. When are you going to deserve, when are you going to realize that you deserve good things yeah. to happen to you? Yeah. And that was it. And yeah. we hung up the phone and that was, that was it. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was still, that was the fucking roughest 
morning when I landed. I landed in, a, in L.A. Monday morning, and I turned on my phone, and it was just, yeah. I'm so sorry. How I just, how are you? And I was like, what's, what, what mm-hmm. the fuck are they talking about? And then I get a text saying, you know, Mike loved you, and Ugh. I was just like, oh no, no, no. And I just yeah. started ball. It was, yeah. oh man, I'm yeah. still getting fucked up. Yeah. By it. But like, yeah. Um, yeah, that but was, he was similar how things went down with Stevie, right? I just started getting I'm sorry text and I had no idea right. over what I had no idea and I was actually driving Uber at the oh, time fuck. which was awful because I had people in the car oh, no, and then no, I no. started panicking and I had one of the passengers that's driving I yeah. had one of the passengers I text I said can you send a text to find out what's happening I thought maybe someone in my family died yeah. but then I was thinking well how would people from Instagram know right. my family oh. so but I it was a you know it's a terrible it's hard to find out like that I mean it's the gonna be hard to find out no matter Any, what way yeah, but and it was yeah i mean it just not but mike so mike struggled with his own demons but yeah. what was it called again annie's last ride franny's franny's right was his, his wife. wife right yeah. so if you guys i know you just mentioned it but you guys moth. should check out the moth franny's last oh, ride man. uh it t- talks about his ex- his experience basically with hiv right and it was it was uh, that's it was the his kind of at the end of his wife's life because right because his wife died of HIV yes. of AIDS yep and him right. and his, his wife his best friend both died of AIDS he got HIV all in the same day but it just went away with him yeah and then his father died of cancer like six months later six weeks later so yeah. he just quit heroin and started doing stand-up yeah, yeah. almost was, worse than doing heroin yes by the way. <laughs> don't don't try either I highly recommend neither and it's you know what's weird though is like um, I hope you don't mind me talking about this, but like, uh, I'm not religious. I've never been, but what was fascinating was when Mike, probably around the time you met him, he was out here for a little bit. When you met him out here, mm-hmm. um, we were going to see a friend of his in Burbank and, uh, like his normal out here, we, there was like a giant fucking coyote just in Burbank, just in a neighborhood, you know, like fucking trick or treating. You know, as soon as you said there. coyote, I just pictured like a really bitchy girl in LA. I feel like that's just like the equivalent or something. Like I just, that's what I picture when you say coyote. Was this, in, the, right? in the Hollywood Hills, either, yeah. either or you'll see, and they're both as scary. It's just as frightening. Yeah. And it was this massive one just in, in this residential neighborhood in Burbank and Mikey just lost his mind. And he was in a convertible that he had rented. Yeah, it was the blue one. Yeah, the, the, the blue Mustang. Mustang. Yeah, and so he was trying. We were, he, I, he, of course, he <laughs> hires me. Jerry, fucking come on, bro. And I'm like, you crazy? Jerry, just do it. And so the two of us, like morons, are like, come here. He wanted to keep it. Like, we're oh, trying to get the coyote that's into his car. That's what I lost his mind. Right. Okay, he, yeah. was, he was like, nah, come on. We're gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm keeping that fucking thing. And I was like, <laughs> this okay. This is totally like a New Yorker who's yeah, never really dealt right. with wild you know, nature. Yeah, and he's like, no, I'm keeping that fucking. It's beautiful. <laughs> and he wanted to keep He's like, bro, I'll fucking rent a van and drive back to New York with that fucking thing. And I was like, Mike, okay. You know, he's like, okay, oh, we're trying to, you know. And the coyote was like, fuck you too. You know, and it just took off. And yeah. that's all Mike talked about for the, the rest of the night. We go meet this friends and he just won't stop talking about how taken he was by that coyote and um and so sunday night uh was the last night in of the show in in atlanta and i'm getting a ride home from the door guy to the to the hotel and um it was god probably right around the time that mikey passed it was really late and um and we're just driving and, you know, door guys just talking, you know, whatever. And I, he just slams on the brakes and I look up and there's this giant coyote just right there in the middle of the road. 
in down, you know, in like suburban Atlanta. Weird. And the guy was like, I've lived here 40 years. I've never seen a fucking Weird. coyote. And I was like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm like, well, that's pretty nuts, huh? And then I'm not, and whatever. And of course it could have been just that fucking, you know, maybe there's a few out there. Right. And then the coyote, and I'm not, I'm just, you know, you don't have to believe me. Those no, listening. well, I've talked on here about Stevie as a butterfly. So sure. Okay. There it. you yeah. go. And, and this, um, the, uh, the coyote walked across the street and then it stopped and it just turned back to the truck and it just looked right at me wow. and just kind of nodded its head. No way. And then turned and walked away. Oh my God. And I start thinking of Mike and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And I was like, I want to call him. I didn't know it was too late. And I was like, I'll let him. I thought he was asleep. I'll let oh, him sleep. I thought you knew at this point that he had already passed away. It was the night. It was right. Literally, Whoa. probably right around when he had died. And I'm like, wow. oh, I should call Mike. And I start packing because I had to take a flight at like four in the morning, you know. And so I'm just like, I want to get ready and I'm packing. I'm just starting thinking of Mike. I'm laughing. Just all these memories. For some reason, I just mm-hmm. get flooded with memories of it. I'm just laughing my ass off. And I talked to his girlfriend, Lois, and I told her the story. And she said, well, no, you know, Mike was a Buddhist as violent and angry as he would get. <laughs> he was a Buddhist. <laughs> and that's what they want. They want. They don't want sad thoughts. They want happy thoughts to carry the soul to the next world so I hope I did him a favor you know after him he did so much for me you know and like it was it was it was and then the other one um was um I was taping my special in New York it was in upstate New York I'm really sorry um and um ah fuck and then so I'm thinking like ah you know I'm in New York I hadn't been in New York you know and in a long time and I was like, am I going to, am I, because I thought about the coyote mm-hmm. and I'm like, I wonder if I'm going to, is there going to be some kind of sign? Mm-hmm. Am I going to get any kind of sign from Mikey? And I'm all nervous looking over my notes for the special. And, and, um, and it was just one day we, we flew in and flew out the next morning and it was at Levity Live in upstate West Where Nyack. Uh, oh, okay. And it was and not so upstate, like, you know, 10 minutes north of yeah, Manhattan, yeah, but, yeah. you know, like, and the um, asshole. Yeah. I feel like only assholes call that like upstate. I know, I know, I know. That's what they call it. I promise. They That's do. That, no, that, I know. Oh, we're in upstate. Yeah. I'm like, it's yeah. the rest of the state yeah, is still yeah, above yeah, you yeah. and yeah like um and so in nyack and uh i you know i'm just like thinking am i gonna see him yeah and and you know because yeah, whatever and nothing happens you know and i was like yeah what you know it's fine and uh and it's time to go tape and I, have you ever been to that levity live up no. there so it's it's quite a beautiful room it's giant and so you walk in the main, you know, the main entrance and there's the lobby and then there's like a pathway that leads you to the showroom. But then there's another pathway that leads to the bathrooms. It's kind of behind, it's like a hallway behind the stage, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that's where the green rooms are, too. And so I was just in the green room, you know, doing makeup and all that bullshit and just getting like ready. you normally do, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, hey, it, it's time you're on. And so I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, OK. And we had one shot for the special. There was it was the ten o'clock show, and that was it. Mm. There was no room for error. It was like yeah. I I could fuck up maybe one sentence. They we can reset one time is what they'd said. And that is like, way too much pressure. I was like, all right. And then so you know, and and I'm just nervous as shit for the first time since I was going up doing an open mic for the first time. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. just terrified and I'm nervous. Totally. And I'm like, oh fuck, am I gonna fuck this up? I'm like, I have one shot. Okay, I'm gonna blow this, aren't I? And then the doors open and Mike's brother, Joe, just walks in. And to those who don't know, Joe is Mike's older brother by like 12 months, 11 months. He looks just like him. I've seen his picture. And so I, Joe walks in and I, th- it's Mike. Mm-hmm. And I just start bawling. But all my, God. But all my fear goes away. And I just run up and give him the biggest hug. 
And he goes, come here. He goes, Mikey would be so proud of you. And he goes, now, quit fucking crying like a fucking fairy and go do your fucking <laughs> special. I'm like, all right, thank you, Joe. And that was yeah. what I needed. It was like yep. that boost of like, okay, I got this, yeah. you know. And it was interesting, you know. And, of course, you know, it was just great. It was, yeah, it was an amazing that was a really cool two moments, right? And of course, I've had a lot of dreams where, where him and I are just driving around New York talking, and I hate him because I wake up like fuck, you yeah, know. He's not here. Yeah, but um. Did you fall into a depression after that? After you heard, did, you know, did did anything really feel like it was just not gonna? You weren't gonna be able to get through it. No, every time I would, uh, I would hear him go, "What the fuck's the matter with yeah. you?" And it, I and I still like that night. I think that's what helped drag me out. The few like in in December, I can always hear him. Just kind of be like, dude, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. You know, every time I'm at a crossroads in life, I just kind of think, what would Mike say right now? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And then the kind of the knock on wood, the right answer kind of, you know, hits you. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm not, not that I'm saying at all it's better that he's not here. Right. But I'm not saying that. No, I know. But when someone's gone, I feel like they're with you more than when they're here. Absolutely. So you have that going for you. And then do you mind if I do tell one other story? No, go for it. Um, so he had this joke. Um, this is it true? This is also 100% true. Um, oh, fuck. This is going to, this might hit me, Chris. Okay. I'm sorry. But he had this joke. Where <laughs> he just talked about how African American churches were way cooler than white. Oh, totally. Ones. And he used to say, like, you know, I went to this black church and this giant bull, she weighed like 800 pounds and she grabbed me and she put my head inside of her giant <laughs> I black think I tits. Hearing this. He goes, I couldn't hear, I couldn't <laughs> see, I couldn't breathe, but I knew everything was going to be all right. You know? And it was a great. It's exactly bit, what it is. Right? Yeah. And, and so um, about a week after he died, a, a, a big black lady a hugged big you black and lady put hugged your head me, in right? her tits. <laughs> I, I, I like, thanks, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, thank you, bro. I got a phone call from a club, uh, the Hyenas Club in Fort Worth, Texas, one of my favorite rooms. And the owner knows me very well, and he calls me, and he goes, hey, I just want to see how you're doing, kiddo. You know, you're doing okay? And I'm like, yeah, it sucks, but I'm getting by. And he goes, look. He goes, I don't know if you know this, but he was supposed to be here this weekend. And he goes, um... I wanted to ask you first, would, would you be okay doing this? Can you do this? Uh, if not, I totally understand, but I kind of figured since you two were so close, would this help you in any way? And so I called his girlfriend and she was Lois is like, you have to, you know, she was like, Mikey, he would have wanted, if if he could have picked, it would have been, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, this is what he would want would be you to go do the show he was supposed to do. And so, um, I go to do the show and it was in, I mean, it was, it was in Dallas, the Dallas Highness. Uh, there's two of them where he was going to do them both. And so, um, I'd go to do Dallas and it just, I'm on stage and I'm just like, um, I do a, a racist uncle joke. And Mike used to always tell me that was his favorite joke he ever heard in his life, right? He would always ask me. He would sometimes just call me in the middle, like, oh, Jerry, do that racist uncle joke for me. And I would just do it, you know? And, like, uh, and I didn't even mean to. It just, I was on autopilot, you know? And so I just did the joke. And right when I did it, I just started crying <gasps> on stage. And I said, I think you guys know who's really supposed to be here. And he was my best friend. And that was his favorite joke. And I was, and I just, I mean, I couldn't, I was like, and I really, I was like, I don't want to fucking be here. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to fucking be on stage, you know? And I was just like, I don't want to fucking be here. And I'm, and I, and I sort of, I was like, I'm sorry for this. Like, I'm sorry right now. I was crying even harder than I am. I was really bawling. And I was like, I don't want to be here. 
And but you the know, strippers in the audience. She's going. Yeah. You cry in front of crowds too. <laughs> what I'm the, not the only fuck? One. Get it together, <laughs> you loser. <laughs> and then I'm not making this up. But in the middle of this meltdown, this giant black woman stands up and goes, "Baby, everything gonna be all right." <gasps> no. And I was like, "Oh." And That's she ran up. Best. She ran up and gave me a giant hug. And wow. And then I told that story. You, I was gonna of say, his have you joke. told that joke at and that point? I, or the, no, no okay. I, I told. Well, that was his joke. And I. And oh I, right, that was his joke. And right. I just and I said, by the way, and I said that <laughs> reminds me. And I told, I told him about Mike's joke, and That's it, it was it was this incredible moment. But yeah, I mean, ugh. the fact that, I mean, it's all so tragic and terrible. Yeah. And it's also, the fact that you cried at a racist uncle joke is also amazing <laughs> you know i mean that's how much that you love someone that yeah. you could cry at a stupid telling jo- a yeah a, racist a joke. joke about my racist right. uncle in law right. yeah like it was but yeah i mean it was uh it was an amazing and it, it just but being around a guy like that having a friend like that just you're like okay like you know that life sucks but there is so much good shit out there that it helps you, you know? And I just think about all that. And I also think about, like, you know, the last thing he would have wanted would be for me to quit. You get what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, that's the last thing that that Mike would have, you know. That's how I'm kind of handling this podcast as well, is because Stevie passed away, and the last thing she would want me to do would would be stop doing the podcast. 100%. You have to honor him. I mean, and look, we were talking about, like the depression with all these figures <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Do you know why I have all this shit? Because you're you you're a twelve year old boy. It, deep down, mm-hmm. and you know what I? Here's how I look at it. I look at the fucking three video game systems and fucking, you know, all these movies and co- there's a fucking bins full of comic books in that closet, which I can have to move out because you're moving in, so I'll give you right, more right, space. Yeah. But um, I've always and here's what I think, and I don't care. I look, I don't I don't if people want to make fun of me, fuck them. You know what I mean? If there's a girl I meet and I bring her back here and she's like, oh, God, well, fuck you. Get out of here. This mm-hmm. is who I am. If you don't like it, fuck off. I'm not going to ask you to change, you know? And here's why I suggest not action, but speaking of depression, this always helps. Mm-hmm. Because to me, I think the best way to fight sadness or depression is to geek out over the shit that you loved when you were eight. Because nothing was more fun than being eight years old and getting a toy you wanted or getting a bike, you know, whatever. Getting... Mm-hmm going out and writing it, whatever made you just fucking so happy when you were eight or not. You know what I'm saying? That totally. that was that golden age, you know, and you're just like, ah, oh, okay. And that's what I, I do. I'm just picturing myself right now with an apartment full of Barbies. See, it would be great. It I would be kind of cool. Who would judge you? Fuck them. When I was home recently, I went home for two months and yeah. my I have a niece who's almost four Aww. and <laughs> she is getting, I mean, she has so many of her own toys. But of course, she gets my toys, which I'm right. totally fine with. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, but my mom broke out the Barbies, and it was like oh. the flood of memories that came right. back with just the clothing. I was like, oh my God, this dress. I remember this dress. And this dress made me feel so many things. Yeah. <laughs> and when we were playing, my niece, she doesn't know how to share yet. And so every Barbie oh. I touch, she's like, no, that's my Barbie. I'm like, actually, bitch, that's my Barbie. You don't know. We got history, we motherfucker. We have total history. And that outfit, I was the last one to dress her 25, 30 years ago. Oh, that's you great. Know? That's um, great. But I felt the joy that I felt when my yeah. mom broke out those Barbies. The best, right? It was insane. And I and I truly was getting protective because I'm like, no, this jacket goes with this and this right. skirt goes with that. And she's like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you're you're totally right. 
Um, okay, you want to tell you something? My favorite New Year's Eve I ever had, and this sounds terrible, but I'm not trying to talk shit, but like, I, my girlfriend at the time, we had sex a bunch that night. I was in my <laughs> you know early 20s, and it was it was just the two of us, right? And it was like, oh, that's literally right. And we just and then she <laughs> fell asleep. And I was like, from all that sex, from all this, you sex, tired her I out, tired her out. Mm-hmm. And I still had like, you know, I'm like, I'm awake, and I just remember like I'd been in this apartment, my, you know, lived with my mom, I was in my early 20s, and I was like, man, I'd moved back, you know, I had my roommates, did all that shit, and I moved back from with mom for a little bit, and I went to my closet, and I was like, what are all these old bags? And I just start opening up, I'm like. And it's all my old Transformers. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding. <laughs> so I spent all night putting up shelves in my room as she, my girlfriend is blissfully out of it. And I'm You're just like, 2001's going to be a great dude, year. Dude, right? And I'm sitting there like putting together all my Transformers and displaying every. It was it was the best. And the it next was, morning she was gone. She was like, fuck this. But you're right. You're like, you have to be yourself. But why? Yeah. I talked about. So on my on the Patreon account, I do. Um, mini pods once yeah. a week which basically is just me for like 10 minutes sure kind of yeah, just of randomly course. talking about something and today i talked about the one that i posted um i talked about volunteering as a way to feel better when you're depressed and if that actually oh, works or not great. but it's you say idea. it's great but i my mom so all of these things like you know the things that you loved when you were yeah. eight what i feel like what they do when i'm depressed is just they're a time fill but they don't Mm. actually get me to the next level of interesting of being cured of depression and so i was talking about that today because my mom would say not always but every now and then if i was telling her i was really depressed or sad she would say go do something for someone else and you'll feel better but i never thought that because i thought well that's three hours out of my day that i'm going to go out and (laughs) maybe maybe feel better for three hours but i'm going to come right back and i'm going to same old shit nothing's changed nothing's better and so but at the same time if you pile on all of those things constantly through your day maybe you won't have time to be sad well yeah i mean i think you know, Mikey had a funny saying where he goes, you know, this good feeling, that's going to pass too, mm-hmm. right? And it's, you, I think you just have to accept the fact that shitty feelings are never going to go away, Yeah. right? And then so, so what I, yeah, I love going and shopping for an action figure and then, it, you know, yeah, it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. And it, even if it, okay, then the happiness wears off, but fuck it, I got video games I can play, I got friends I could talk to, I could go to a movie, I could, you know, go to a set. Um, my mom's favorite memory of me, and I just think I, I think that's probably how you knew I was born sad, was because I hate seeing other people sad. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Oh God, I hate it. And oh, I get off on it. <laughs> oh yeah, just, yeah. No, I'm oh yeah, nice. No, I'm oh hey, <laughs> I didn't realize you were touching yourself the whole time. I was telling the story about putting the pillow. Over it. <laughs> that's so, where my hands went. Yeah, nice. <laughs> hey, well, we'll tell you again later. Oh, uh, but no. So I got more. Don't worry. Yeah, but like, um, I remember my mom. She was like like four. Uh, and this is pre-suicidal, Jerry. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I was we, we were on one of our first, four. That's amazing. Yeah, we were on one of our first uh, road trips together, and we weren't we never had money, so we were taking a Greyhound to go see her family in South Texas from Dallas, where we lived. It's about an eight-hour gray, maybe nine-hour Greyhound ride, which would feel like a twenty-four-hour Greyhound. Oh ride. God, right? And but she said there was a I was like four, and there was a kid who was like six who was in the seat in front of me, and like my mother, it was a very young mom. And she was kind of freaking out because the kid was, he must have been sick or something and he just wouldn't stop crying. And so my mom said that 
I just, I don't remember any of this. I have a vague memory of hiding. That's all I remember. But my, of hiding behind my seat, but my, or behind his seat. But my mom said that I just sat there and like, was like thinking, had this like think face. And then I pulled out my little suitcase and took out a couple of stuffed animals. And then she said, I just tapped the kid on the shoulder and then hid behind his seat and did like a little puppet show. And then like, he was like laughing and shit and Mm -hmm. he was like happy and, and like, and it was just like. Yeah, so I didn't want to see him sad. No, I don't want to see. I hate that shit. Like, even if, dude, even if I kick out hecklers, I feel kind of bad. You know what I mean? Even if someone's like a drunk asshole, I'm like, I still feel kind of like, hey, sorry, but you know. Yeah. Well, this is going to sound super weird and really dumb because I'm just a little white girl. But (laughs) when I was younger, and I mean, still today, I would feel very bad too. But when I was younger, if I ever saw any violence toward black people, I would almost violently cry. I remember watching a movie once and um, my mom said, I'm shutting this off because I was crying too hard oh, because wow. they had, there was some, I don't know, I don't know what it was that I was watching, but it was something where, I don't know if a black person was being treated, mistreated or actually killed or something, but I was like violently crying and my mom said, I'm shutting this off. And I used to say, I think I was black in a past life because of the amount of effect that right. it would have on me. Dude, I'm not making this up. I'm not just saying this. I felt the exact same way as a kid. Uh, I don't know if you remember that movie. Well, I'm way older than you, but Red Dawn, it was a flick with like Patrick Swayze and, and it was about like the Russians come and like attack us, right? Like in the 80s and early in the opening, one of the early scenes, like it's, like there's these high school kids who, you know, we're going to fight them, you know, and they, you know, and their high school gets taken over and this, they had like kind of a, just a very friendly looking black teacher who walks outside and he just got mowed down. Yeah. And, and I just, yeah, it's just, it more, and I hated seeing, I didn't give a fuck about anyone else, but I hated seeing black people die in movies yeah. as, a, as a kid. It yeah. really bothered me. I Same. was like, f- and I mean, back should, then in it... the 80s, that's all black people did in movies right. was die. You right. know, so it was like really right. like, shit, right. fuck. Right. It's like, you know, it's like you're going to feel bad when you see someone die in a movie, but it was like right. extra sad. It was extra, like an extra it, level it, of sad. It was like. I'm with you. It fucked with me. Yeah. I'm not making that up. Yeah. I'm not just saying that to agree. I really felt that I was in the exact same boat. I know exactly what you're describing. I'm like, holy shit. She just described ages like three through 10 for me right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it really fucked me up when yeah. I saw it. So um, I'm I'm sure I would have also showed them my toys and did a little puppet show if I right. couldn't. You know, it's like the same <laughs> thing for me. Fuck yeah. Yeah. But. Okay, so you want to talk about the what's in the news, right? Well, I wanted to be a little topical. Let's do it. Um, and because I'm pissed about that shit. Well, you should be because because you're in your. I was gonna make a joke. Like I was gonna say, uh, (laughs) let's talk about sexual assault since I have a sexual assaulter here with me right now. Jared, I'm just kidding. kidding. It's not funny. That's funny. It's not funny. It is funny. Um, because okay. Here's what I really get bothered about this Weinstein shit and Kevin Spacey and fucking Jeremy Piven and who's the one today? Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman? Some woman said when she was 17 that he was all fucking shitty with her. No. It's like, first of all, we're going to have to replace these celebrity death pools with celebrity (laughs) who's the next one to be a creep. Right, 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 right. Imagine how much money you would get for Tom Hanks, by the way. How many points he would be worth if, oh, if you million. called him and he was outed out as like a creep, Tom mm-hmm. Hanks? There's yeah. no fucking way. I'm sorry, but like pretty much most dudes are creeps. I, absolutely I true. feel like there's got to be a level of yeah. like my friend was saying, you know, because of the whole Me Too thing where everyone's right. you know, posting. She said, I think it's minimizing actual sexual assault survivors. Right. Exp- you know, it's almost insulting. To, I could see that. And I'm not way. trying to minimize when you're sexually assaulted right. 
minorly. I mean, it's still sexual assault, but it's like, let's all use a scale of judgment. I mean, I don't know the Dustin Hoffman thing and I just want to assume that it's nothing big, but it could be because I'm, you know, because I'm ignorant to it. But, uh, I had, I was saying recently, I don't, oh, I was talking to my intern when I was in college, I went to like a club for the first time Yeah, and dudes would literally, I mean, this was like a trashy club where it let like 18, 19 year olds in that it was a 21 year old club, you know, like it's, it's not a classy place, but dudes would literally walk by and grab your vagina, like a full fistful and then, and then just keep walking. And I. I would never post on social media that I was sexually assaulted, even though I've had my vagina grabbed by strange men because it's like I took it in stride. It was the setting in which I was in. It's not excusable, but I'm not going to post me too because it didn't traumatize me. I'm still the same person I would have been. So it's like this fine line. I'm happy you're saying this because I want to ask you this. I feel almost because I get... I don't think I'm the, the majority though. Right. I get cynical though. When I see, not the Me Too, but like, you know, I guess in a way, like, cause, okay, I had not this past ex, but the one before was just a shitty person, right? Not, it was the, in between the suicidal one and the, <laughs> and the most recent one. She was just a shitty person and she had to make everything about her, right? And one of these people who just needed to be, oh yeah, I'm, I get it, right? And yeah. she had, you know, when it was, it was about three or four years ago when like, uh, you know, she told me this story about like I was raped once. I don't know if you know this, and I was like, oh, but I'm mortified. I'm like, I want to find where is he? I'll kill him. You know, yeah. all that shit. And she tells me the story, and I didn't. We were to, she was my girlfriend, yeah. so I can't say anything. And you're like, but yeah, I'm like, but you had sex. I'm like, like, you, you had just sensual sex. And it yeah. it was I, it was literally you fucked a guy that you just regretted fucking. Mm-hmm. That's not yeah, anything and- close to rape. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Yeah, the guy kind of was like, come on. He was just kind of, he kept egging her on. And she's like, okay, let's do it. And then she's like, you take it. And I was like, and then she, and then after we broke up, she wrote this like big blog about how, you know, the night I got raped. And you read it and you're just like, you, this didn't happen. You were, yeah. you fucked an asshole. Like, I get mm-hmm. it. The guy was an asshole. Yeah. But he didn't rape you. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. you just, and I, and it just, I, I hate the fact that it makes, it makes people, if, when so much of that happens, it makes people want to be cynical towards actual victims. Exactly. And you're like, eh, no, no, no. Exactly. Because, I mean, there's some evil, there's so many evil people out there, so many evil dudes out there. Like, what I really don't understand about these, the fucking wines, like, dude, how do you just, like, I don't get it. Like, if you want to watch, if you want to make somebody, just pay a prostitute. You know what I, like, why, you're rich. Do you, why do you have to fucking traumatize these fuck? you know, like, yeah. it's just... Make that be your weird fucking thing that you do at a fucking fetish club or something. Like, there's avenues. Right. Where you there's can... ways, there's outlets. Yeah, you yeah. don't have to be a it's piece like of how, shit to people. It's like, like how kids want to murder, they'll play video games instead. You know, like, just Jesus. do something that's slightly more... Right. It just, or less damaging to society. And it's also... And look, I'm not trying to talk shit, okay? But how do you not have game? I mean, at this... Like, I dude, I mean, let me... And I'm not... Look, I'm not... I don't... I really want to be careful how I say this. I want to come across like an arrogant dickhead, you know? But, like... Fuck. It's not that difficult to charm someone and have a wonderful consensual evening with that male male or female. You know what I mean? But I think it's the power thing that they're going for. That's so fucked up, though. It's like, dude, like, I mean, 
like I, my mom used to always say that kind of shit like when you know someone would kill someone else and then kill themselves my mom be like why yeah. don't you just kill yourself first yeah i mean that's just do that yeah. instead of fucking hurt other people you know yeah and these Dim- dimitri martin i'm not a huge fan of his but right. he has one of my favorite jokes which is about the murder suicide thing right he's like it's probably pretty awkward once you get to the other after the afterlife <laughs> right. and then you see each other and you're like ah sorry about that back there i don't know what came over me Ooh, now we really got you funny. know yeah. yeah i love that Oops. yeah yeah um, like it's... well th- the reason i wanted to bring it up was because um because a lot of actual sexual assault can lead to mental health problems i can imagine and all that how does that not fuck with you yeah and i think that you know everyone talks about the sexual assault a lot of people don't talk about what happens afterward yeah. and how people deal with it. But people get depression, they get anxiety, they get post-traumatic stress disorder and then have to live. See, like my beef with the sexual assault mental health problems right. is that that shit was avoidable. Whereas someone like me, I don't really think depression was avoidable. I think it's kind of in my DNA right. and in my, it was in my, no matter what path I took in life, I was going you to gonna, hit depression. You'd have been a depressed librarian or a depressed. Yeah. 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 Oh God. <laughs> Ooh, that would have been, if I was a librarian, Oh my God, I hate books. Can't imagine. Really? My favorite job was working at a bookstore. Really? Two, my two favorite no, jobs are working at a toy store and a bookstore. I was in fucking heaven. Yeah. Well, right. I can't say who hates books. Come I don't on. hate books. It's like hating a dog. Like I don't right. hate books, but I also just don't like love reading. I would yeah, sure. not want to be a librarian. Um, Marley loves you. I can't focus. Way. That's why I don't love reading. Look at him. He just loves you. Hi. Look at him. Hi, Marley. All comfortable. Aww. Anyway, um, sorry. So, uh, so yeah, the, the mental health problems that come with it, it's like they weren't most likely going to be down that path. Now they're all effed up. So it's like, not only, you know, do you damage them maybe physically if you're yeah. raping someone, oh but then God, the yeah. mental shit that comes after. Yeah. So it's, um, anyways, I don't, um, do you mind if I tell you? Yeah, go. The story? Uh, this is, I mean, here's the thing. I think, and I'm not, this is not to criticize anyone. This yeah. is not to, this is just a way of giving a pep talk to people. Okay. I believe you can get over anything. And I think you have to. If you've been a victim of trauma or assault like that, it's awful and no one should ever go through that. But you can fight through it, right? Case in point, um, uh, I'm just going to say this. Um, I found out recently uh, that <laughs> I'm 40. I found out You re- found out recently you were 40. I was 40. That is crazy? really depressing. And this whole time I was That's like, I thought I'm 26. Yeah. <laughs> um, Surprise. I, <laughs> I, was, uh, I found out uh, that I have a 39 year old kid sister. Whoa. I am. Um, no way. Yeah. My mom, uh, we just had a talk. and Holy she, shit. She goes, When you were a year old, I went to a party and I was raped. <gasps> and she goes, Holy shit. I wanted to keep the kid, but I didn't want to be reminded of what happened. So I put it up for adoption, and you have a sister out there. And I was like, whoa. Holy shit. And she was like, yes, yeah, this family in Texas adopted. She told me what city they you know, moved her to. And I, my first thought was, have I ever fucked anyone in that city? <laughs> Thank God, no. I was like, okay, you know, I'm clean. I'm good. You know, I was like, oh, dude. Like, oh, that girl, she reminds me of my mom. You know, like, I'm going to hit on her. You know, like, you so many dudes probably do that. Yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, she's cool. Yeah. That reminds yeah, me yeah. of my mother. Yeah. So many. You know, like, but yeah, like, I, um, 
and you know, and it was rough. Uh, but my mom is just the did toughest. You, did you fucking... meet her, or have you guys found her, or contact? I'm so obsessed with the show Long. Um, I don't know if it's been on recently. That's why I'm not that obsessed. But right. it's on TLC called Long Lost Family. I think, oh, or something. I heard about that one. Yeah. But they reunite. Yeah. People well, like that, and I, I just think it's so wonderful and magical to watch. My biological father had other kids. Okay. In so fact, you... one of his kids, my mom was a fucking uh, teacher aide at an elementary school in Laredo, Texas, and he came up to her before my mom even met him. And it was like maybe two years before I was born. And he goes, I had a dream about you last night where you had a really big belly and my dad was angry and chasing you. <gasps> like he fucking called it, right? Like who knows? But um, He didn't know at that point that she was... They, her, she had never even met my dad Oh my yet. God. She was just a tea trade for his kid, my older, I guess half brother. And like... Wow. And so he's had other kids. My mom, they were just fuck buddies. And my mom's like, they got pregnant. She got pregnant. It's like, I didn't want to trap him because I didn't want to marry him. And yeah. I didn't want you to be raised. I thought he probably wouldn't even be a good dad. So yeah. she just took Was me your mom's in. last name Rocha? Yeah. Okay. And then so she, uh, but so she said, she goes, you have a sister out there? And I was like, well, I want to meet her. And then my mom started crying. And she goes, can you wait till I'm not here anymore? <gasps> and I was like, fuck. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. You know? So yeah, I mean. So your mom doesn't want to meet her? She's too sad. Yeah. It hurt her too Holy much. Holy shit. It hurt that's, her way too much. That's legit. Yeah, she has a little girl out there. It hurt her way too much. Wow. And like, but that's my point that my mom never, she never let life, you know, yeah. derail her. She this just. This was from, this was from rape. Yeah, rape. rape. This wasn't Dude, like she yeah. was hooking up. Right. She wasn't just some fun thing. Wow. She was raped. And wow. she was like, yeah. And she was just like, look, she she's a very, I, I get my inspiration for, I, I try not to let too many things derail me because of how tough she was. Yeah. Like, she's just a tough motherfucker. Good. And it's like. And it just made me think, okay, you know what? Like, you can get past anything yeah. in life. And this is not, I'm not trying to say you're not tough. No, no. My point is we're all tough. We're all tougher than we think we are. And you can get past any of that awful shit that happens. And it's hard because I look at that picture. There's a picture I have right there of me when I'm like five years old, about to give her flowers on her birthday. Oh, that's so cute. And I hate to think about that she had already gone through that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like at this yeah. point. It's, it's stuff that you you shouldn't have to think. Right. No it's to like, mom. man, this beautiful lady had already gone through the worst shit. She wasn't even 30. She was like 29 right there and had already gone through the worst shit. It's just crazy what yeah. people do to other people. Yeah. So speaking of being able to get through things. Yeah. So for a depression impression, I just wanted to talk about some sexual assault survivors that are like in the you know celebrity-ish. Yeah, of course. Uh, so I'm just going to read a list. I'm not going to talk specifically about one person. Okay. But um, so some sexual assault survivors, uh, Jane Fonda. Wow. I didn't know that. Um, Oprah Winfrey, which is pretty public. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Good she, for her. I mean, she, look at, talk about, I'm not going to let this stand in my way. Jesus. Yeah, she was raped by a rel relative when she was oh, nine years fuck. old. And so it's like, you know, Jesus. she per obviously you know, persevered. Yeah. Came out on the right side. Lady Gaga, who I mentioned once before on the yeah. show. Okay. Uh, Shia LaBeouf, which I don't know about. I don't. Interesting. Terry Hatcher. Jesus. Ashley Judd. Tyler Perry. There's like a lot of surprising wow. people. Fiona Apple. Yeah, but um, look at all—they all did amazing things with their lives. Yeah, which is so fucking inspirational. Yeah, to be like hey, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the list goes on. Queen Latifah, wow. Maya Angelou, so Man. many. I got lucky. I got very lucky in my life. You know, like obviously, I mean, I think. So okay, you saw it. I did, and I hated it. It was such a bad movie. Have you read the book? No. The book is amazing. Yeah, and, of course it is. And here's what everybody kind of makes fun of in the book. There's a very awkward scene. I'll spoil it if you don't mind. No. Okay, so. Oh, I don't mind, but anyone listening. So this is in the book. So there's a point in the book 
as there's because the book does something the movie didn't do. There's going to be two movies. I don't know if you knew that, but like, yeah. So yeah. The, half the book and it goes back and forth, but half of it is when they're kids and the other half is when they're forties in their forties. Right. And so um, there's this part when they're kids and they have to escape this place and they all forgot where they were. And what brings them back is all the kids have sex with the redheaded girl. Yes. Okay. So I saw it last night with, right. do you know the comedian Kevin Avery? I think it's the name. Yeah, I think it's the name. Yeah, him and I went, but afterward, he had said he read the book, which is right. like fifteen hundred pages oh, or yeah, something. It's a monster, it's a great one. Though. It would take me f- my entire life to read. <laughs> I'm like, how long would it take to read a book if you read a word a day, basically? <laughs> but he was saying that that it's kind of weird at the end of the book. It's like a teen orgy or something. See, I don't think it's weird. Can I t- can I defend it? Sure, because it has to do with what we're talking about. Sure, I think Stephen King's point in that was because they just survived some crazy shit when that happened. And they were all prepubescent, but like right at the yeah. cuffs, right? And so I think it was his way of saying, these aren't kids anymore. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. What better way to show the, what better way to highlight how awkward it is going from a kid to a teenager? You know what I mean? Yeah. And what better way to show that nobody goes through that worse than women? Like, and I think that's what I got out of it. I got, I learned to respect women even more after I read that scene. Cause I'm like, was she being like attacked by the No, no, no. She let it all happen. Oh, wow. She, she invited him to do it. Wow. But it was interesting how, like, I just feel like after you see a clown like that, your sex drive might not be, be that be high. Dead. It'd be, but see, yeah. the thing was, they all forgot. So all the trauma was forgotten. Yeah. And then, like, it was just weird. They literally all started having amnesia after they beat the clown. They're not, it, they're clearly not on antidepressants. No. Clearly, <laughs> either. Shit. Lucky guys. And they were lost. And, and yeah. she was like, well, here. And that's how they found their way out. Mm-hmm. And I really think he was trying to say that nobody goes through that awkward stage in life harder than women. Wow. I mean, that's what I got out yeah, of it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not wrong because, you know, like. Well, the boys go from one tunnel with the clown to the other yeah. tunnel in her vagina. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, it just, like, I just think that, you know, it's, yeah, women just, it's fucking, yeah. I mean, dudes get sexually assaulted as well, of course, but it just seems to happen more to, you know, like. Obviously, yeah. It's like, it's like fucking, like, I don't think I've met, I've never had a girlfriend who didn't have a story about something shitty happening to him when they were a preteen. I'm like, fuck, are you serious? Like, yeah, I have no pre- I have no preteen shitty stories. Right. Uh, just, you know, that one that I mentioned in the cl- yeah. in the club. Right. <laughs> but I mean, who yep, doesn't the, go to the club to the get the club. vagina of grabbed course, by a stranger? Come on. Well, okay, so we're running out of time. Oh, I'm sorry. But I, I want to talk. Lot. You're I'm fine. You're, you're fine. Uh, we have to do a who's sadder. Okay. Before the show's Deal. over. All right. So Jack or Marley. Oof. Oh, your cats. Definitely. <laughs> I feel like definitely. I think Jack. Oh, look at Jack. Jack <laughs> is obviously sadder. Yeah. But I think Marley has so much that he wants to do in his life. Uh, you're right. And he's just sad he Good can't point. get to it all. Good point. Mm-hmm. It's Marley. Yeah. Good point. I think Jack's content with his simpleness. Yes, you're right. You're absolutely, you're 100% right, by the way. I know I am. I'm always right. So who's sadder? Okay. And I don't. Who's sadder? I did before, and I kind of like to go politically incorrect style on the shit. Go for it. I don't know if it's too politically incorrect, but I don't give a fuck, to be honest. Why should you? Who's sadder? Harvey Weinstein. I did Har- I did, before I did who's sadder? Right. Harvey Weinstein or Harvey Weinstein's penis. <laughs> and I think it's Harvey Weinstein because I think his penis was driven by ego. Doesn't get it. Anyway. Yeah. But I wanted to do who's sadder? Harvey Weinstein or Kevin Spacey? Because basically both of their careers are 100% over. Kevin Spacey. Okay. Why do you, you know think why? Kevin Spacey is? Because it's one story 
that so far we know of. Yeah. And he seemed to have immediately re- expressed regret and apologize. Where, but did he express regret because he, he basically used it? People are criticizing well, him because true. he used it as an I'm opportunity gay. to say I'm yeah. gay. But I, but think gay doesn't mean you're a pervert. Doesn't mean you're a sicko, you right. know. But like, I think I think Kevin Spacey might actually feel bad about it. I don't know. I think whereas Har- I don't think yeah, Harvey Weinstein. I think, I think he's just mad he got busted. I don't think he regrets anything. No, he, he doesn't care at all. He's like, I'll do it again. No. He would do it again if he were out tomorrow. If it, you know what I mean? Yeah, if, totally. One hundred percent. If he if he moved to another fucking planet, right, where nobody knew who the fuck he was, and he somehow rose up in that planet, he yeah. would do the same He's shit. He's like, where do aliens keep their genitals? Right. Yeah, where, where yeah. are these genitals? How yeah. do I find them and assault them? Yeah, I don't think he's that. I don't think he's that broken up. I I, I don't know. I think he's more sad. I, about, don't think, he's I think he's more up, pissed yeah. about his career, but I think it's just more anger. Whereas Kev- I could maybe see Kevin Spacey being a little sad. I just, I don't know, though. I mean, yeah, maybe he well, doesn't give a, a fuck people, either. But. I mean, a lot of people are saying it's been well known in Hollywood that Kevin Spacey's like a perv oh, with really? kids. And that oh, it's Jesus. been on the DL and all that kind of stuff. Well, there was that Family Guy episode. Yes, and that's I, it yeah. was referenced in the news. It said something like in 2006. He called it. McFarlane yeah. was like, yeah, fuck this guy. He's a- it's funny, like Family Guy and Simpsons call everything they call everything it's fascinating yeah, world series winners crazy. like it's, yeah i mean yeah i mean so i don't know god that's a good one that it if, is a if, tough one if kevin spacey has a history of it then that's to me kevin spacey just i think he's an i really do think he's a really good actor right um that's why i want to assume that he's sadder than Weinstein. right that's because the they have reason. more depth yeah but his character to me even though has more depth, quote unquote, because he's an actor right. and can go places. He always comes across to me in his roles as very sociopathic. That's a good point. So I don't know. I feel like I'm very tied on this one. I think you're, that's a really good point because even the LA Confidential guy just kind of seemed like, hey, somebody died. Who cares? Yeah. There's this almost like this creepy robotic sterileness about him that that yeah. reads a sociopath to me. Yeah, that's a great point. Even though he goes places, it yeah. all seems he's going there as a sociopath. That's a really good point. Ooh, then, ooh, that's a... Uh... So it's tricky. Well, but, okay, but I will say this. If he... I would still think he might be sadder because if he does shit to children, then there's probably more trauma in his brain than there is in Weinstein. That's Weinstein true. Might he's a little... Like, level, he's a sick level sicker. Right. He might be a level more fucked... Obviously more fucked up. Weinstein's fucked up. Yeah. yeah they're both fucked up, but yeah. if Kevin Spacey's doing it to children, that's fucking like... Gee, I mean, none of it's excusable, right? But, yeah. I mean, I think it's a little worse to do it to kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I would say, yeah. I mean, so I don't know. That's that's tough. That's a great... I'm going to go Kevin Spacey then for that reason. I think he might Interesting. be Interesting. I think I'm going to say Kevin Spacey too, also because I think... Do you hear that? Like, oh, it's I just it, I, it's just a fridge. Um, oh, it I thought is, it was right. cricket yeah. for a second. I'm like, are there crickets? In here? Like, I, obviously not in here, but in the... I'm that boring of a person. Well, my jokes cric- are that bad. I, have I bring in my crickets. Own apartment. Right, right. <laughs> I just bring them with me to take place of when I bomb. Or, um, oh, yeah, but I would I would say Kevin Spacey probably yeah. too. Uh, I think because he did have a show that was doing really well, yeah. and yeah. now it's it's almost more embarrassing in a way. And he's also more of a public figure where like you know like where everyone in new york and la knows who harvey weinstein is but looks maybe like. the rest of the country didn't some people now. in nebraska are like who that who the yeah. fuck's that guy yeah, you know yeah, yeah. you have to like really like read entertainment weekly all to the time you know whereas kevin spacey everybody fucking knows right, you know? right, like, right, oh yeah right. that guy right well okay i agree i think we okay so congratulations kevin spacey, kevin spacey. yeah you're sadder you are, you are sadder but fuck the both of you seriously you're both, you're both, ter- you're both terrible yeah you're both awful yeah. pieces of Hollywood shit. is just it's a messed it up sucks place. I, that's why it's like 
you know, if I had a daughter or a son and they were like adorable, I'd be like, nah, sorry. Yeah. You're yeah. not you're not getting into this shit until all this is cleaned up. Well, if when it I was ever watching, will be. When I was watching it last night, the kids that are in that, it's like they that's gotta mess them up a little bit being right. on set with all this creepy shit going on. Yeah. And like the parents that allow that, it's kinda like it's kinda weird, right? You're you're like, you're messing up your kid. Yeah, it's kinda weird. Yeah. Like, a good point yeah but i i mean i would have done it because i'm desperate <laughs> for attention and, and fame so anyway well okay so this is it for the podcast hey, and i start you. i need to start going below 45 minutes for the episodes for oh, some reason shit. i ha- still haven't googled it but there's something itunes is wants all podcasts like under 45 really yeah which sucks because we're at 108 i'm so, so sorry I no it's not it. your fault Fuck. no and i i going forward need to start being right. careful about that because but that's like it goes by fast the 45 yeah, minutes especially when you have such good conversation like oh, we have still, had. Have, we kill. I told you, Dolly and Kenny. Yes. Sunny and Cher. I thought you were just saying because I have huge boobs. <laughs> yeah, they're amazing. I literally have no boobs. They, I'm not going to, don't get me started. Right. I'm not going to compliment okay. your boobs. <laughs> we were just talking about sexual assault. I'm like trying to like yeah. r- rope you into assaulting Yes, right I know. Now. I'm like, don't make me tell you how nice I think your boobs look. <laughs> well, thank you. I, it's a bra. It's all bra. It's all cotton. Are you into cotton? Because that's what my boobs are. Made out of pure cotton. I love it. The touch, the feel of cotton as my boobs. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for doing the show. Absolutely. You're very welcome. Thank and you for having me. what's the name of your Netflix special again? The Gentleman Jerry Rocha, R-O-C-H-A. That's awesome. And you. your Twitter and Instagram. Rocha Comedy is Twitter, and my Instagram is Jerry Rocha Comedy. Okay. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Please remember to uh, share this podcast with a friend. Um, that's the most important thing. If you don't want to donate on Patreon, donate the show to a friend. Hell that's yeah. all I ask. Idea. That's it's all I idea. ask. Please do it. And um, I think that's it. So I'm going to come back in and add in the names to thank. <laughs> <laughs> but that's once I get home. Nice. So Jerry, thanks for doing the show. Thank you for having me. I really Thanks for having it. me in your place. Anytime. I hope you enjoyed it. I yeah. did. Good, good. I did. Thanks. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll... S- uh, oh, yeah. I have a phrase. And so uh, stay sad enough to listen, but not too sad. (laughs) See you next time. It's perfect.